Hello and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Deeker and I'll be talking with you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. All too often, guys like me, that is dating coaches, when we make videos, we make videos talking about, here's this awesome technique that I used that got great results. Here's this cool pickup line that I used. Here's this awesome opener I used on Tinder. Look at all the incredible women I've been on dates with. Copy what I do. And it's not a terrible thing to do because after all, what, you're, you, what I'm doing is I'm showing you what has worked in the past. But what it's easy to do is to overlook all the failures that have to happen to learn the skills that I've learned right, or to become successful, to have any kind of real success with women or anything in life, all the failures that you're going to go through. And so what I thought that I wanted to do for today's video was share with you six of my really big failures with women, my big flirting failures from my life, uh, not just the ones that necessarily were, were epic and huge, but the ones that really had a lasting effect on me. So I'm going to start with the ones that had a huge effect on me when I was younger and then some of my later ones. My last three still make me laugh today. Uh, the first three had left a very big impression on me that I still think about to this day. So I'll talk about them as we cover them. So if you'd like to hear about some of my, my really brutal rejections, keep watching. So the very first rejection that left a lasting impression on me was my very first rejection, uh, which happened on my very first date ever. So I was 14 years old and I was at a friend's place and he had a family friend come over and she was a girl who was the same age as, as us. Well, girl, yeah, 14 year old girl, same age as us. And, uh, and, and I interacted with a little bit, not a huge bit. Uh, and then she left. And the next day at school, I said to my friend, hey, that, that girl, uh, she was kind of cute. Do you reckon she'd be willing to go on a date with me? He said, I don't know. Let me ask. So he asked her and she said, sure, uh, why not? And I got her phone number. And in those days, by the way, in those days I was born in 83, but in those days this would have been, what, 97? Uh, I, I had to call a home phone, so I called her up um, and, and arranged to meet her on a date in a shopping center. Uh, 14 years old, where else are you going to go for a date? So anyway, it was on a Saturday day. So my parents drove me into the shopping center and I went to a school that was in the city and I didn't live in the city because it was a big private school and um, so my, my parents had to drive me like half an hour to get there and they dropped me off and so here I am in the shopping center at the place we we're going to meet and it's uh, the time to meet she's not there 10 minutes later she's not there 20 minutes later she's not there half an hour later she's not there and I'm thinking oh crap have I got have I got the location wrong have I What's, is it the correct day? It's definitely the correct day. What's going on here? Maybe she's gotten lost. What's? I better, I better try to find out what's going on. So I didn't know what to do because I didn't have, I mean, we don't have mobile phones in these days. I'm like, oh, how am I going to, oh, you know what I'll do? Brilliant idea. I'll call my mom and see if she can find out that girl's number to find out if something's happened, if she's contacted her home. So I call my mom and my mom calls my friend's mom, my friend's mom. Gives my mum the number for this girl's mum. My mum calls her mum. Oh, anyway, what's happened is that this girl has just decided she couldn't bother coming in to go on a date with me. 14-year-old girls. 
Uh, and and now the mom is angry at her, being like, "You can't stand this nice boy up." So the mom has forced her daughter to go in and forced her to go on a date with me. So an hour and twenty minutes later, I've been standing around waiting like an idiot. This girl turns up and annoyed, angry, like I've been forced to go in here, and it's the most awkward date I've ever been on because she doesn't want to be there. She's annoyed. I, she's humiliated. I haven't even realized what's happened yet. I, I, at this point, I'm just thinking it's an honest mistake because I'm only 14. I haven't had the school of hard knocks yet. Uh, anyway, and that was that really lasted with me because, of course, afterwards I found out from my friend what had happened and the whole embarrassing thing about your mom forcing this girl to go on a date with her son. And oh my goodness, embarrassing. And I remember it to this day. And that was my first, it was my very first experience with women was was just, yeah, humiliation. So that was my very first rejection. The second rejection that really lasted with me was actually my first approach that I ever did. Because, you know, most guys, I was most like, like most guys when I was young, my 18, 19 years old, 20 years old, I never ever walked up to a girl in a bar and just started talking to her. That was just a thing that I did not do. And, uh, and so one day I decided, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to a bar and I'm going to talk to some girls because how hard can it really be? I'm a social guy. And anyway, I was out with a bunch of friends and we went to this event at a club and I saw a woman sitting at a table and I thought, I'm going to go talk to her. By the way, I should, I should reference, this was a Russian expats night at a club. Uh, I'm not Russian, but you know, like, hey, Russian women are hot, so let's go here. Important because, you know, Russians are, uh, uh, Russian women are a bit hardcore at times. Anyway, so I saw this really hot woman sitting at a table and I walked over and I said to her, hey, how's your night going? And I'm looking straight at her. And she's looking straight through me. Literally, she's looking at my body, but like I'm not there, like I'm a ghost. And, and, and I don't have the tools to process this, to, to process the feeling of what I felt of literally, I would have rather have been rejected. I would rather she looked at me and said, sorry, not interested, right? Oh, I, you're not my kind of guy. Oh, I don't think you're attractive enough. I don't care. But she looked right through me like I didn't even exist. And that, yeah, that was, that was for, for, for a couple of years, I, even though I had other women that I approached tell me they weren't interested in to go away and stuff, that one stuck with me because, yeah, it felt, it, felt, it felt more brutal for someone to not even acknowledge your existence. So that was my second big rejection. My third big rejection is the last one in this series that occurred before I started really working on getting good with women. And it, what had happened was that I got a, um, I worked at a bar and I, I got a text on my phone from a woman saying, hey, I got your number from a friend. I hope you don't mind, but I thought you were really cute and I want to say hello. And I'm like, well, hello to you too. So we started talking on the phone and we talked on the phone for a couple of weeks, I think almost three weeks, um, you know, back and forth and uh, building rapport, connecting, uh, flirting, all this kind of stuff. It was really nice. And in those days, phones didn't have cameras. It wasn't, not everyone had a easy access to a digital camera. That wasn't a thing either. I'm showing my age here, but it just wasn't. And so it wasn't that crazy that she didn't have a photo to send me. Um, so anyway, we're talking back and forth. She did send me a couple of photos eventually, and she seemed pretty cute. So I'm like, all right, cool. This sounds good. And we arranged to go on this date. And this date, again, was in the city. I lived out of the city still at this point. I hadn't moved out of home. And uh, so I, I, I drove in. I rode my motorbike in. And we met at this location, and I'm standing there and I'm standing there and she's not turning up and I'm standing there and she's not turning up and half an hour in I text her and I said hey um um what's going on uh you know are you on your way what's happening 
And she texted me back to say, oh, yeah, she said, I, 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 uh, this guy that I've liked for a long time asked me out yesterday and I decided not to come in. Um, but I can see you sitting there. Uh, I can see you standing there. Sorry about that. And it turned out that she was on a balcony on a, an apartment building, like right near where the date was supposed to be with this guy sitting there having a glass of wine, watching me show up to the date. Um, uh, I guess laughing about it. I mean, you know, I, I assume that would have been the thing to chuckle about. And yeah, I mean, that sucked. <laughs> I didn't like that feeling. And I think this was one of the last moments, the straw that broke the camel's back that made me decide I don't like feeling like this. I don't like feeling like I'm the butt of people's jokes. I'm going to do something about it and I'm going to start learning about women and attraction and I'm going to improve this part of my life. And I did improve this part of my life. It shouldn't be a surprise, you know, over the next few years, I, I really worked hard on myself and I was starting to get really amazing success with women. I was approaching during the days, during the nights. I was always been a nighttime person. I generally didn't like approaching the streets, but what I did love doing was approaching at the beach. Oh my God, I had so much fun at the beach. I had this whole thing where I'd go down to the beach I'd find a couple of really cute girls and I'd, I'd be alone and I'd say to these girls, hey girls, I just want to have a dip in the beach. Would you mind if I leave my stuff here next to you? You can watch it for me. And they'd always they'd say, yeah, sure, no, don't worry. So I'd dump my stuff, I'd jump into the water, have a bit of a swim, 10, 15 minutes, come out, grab the towel, start drying off and start a conversation with them. And this worked a charm. Especially in Sydney, Bondi Beach and stuff, lots of tourists, lots of really hot girls from all kinds of countries around the world, Brazilians especially, Mwah. Anyway, so at one point I was, I was doing this with these two girls, came back, started talking to them. They're about my age, having a whole conversation. Um, I mean, I always picked girls about my age. I was about 23 at this point. Um, so anyway, I'm, 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 I'm talking to these girls and this, this older guy starts walking over to us. He comes over to us and he says, hello. I said, hey, mate, how's it going? He said, yeah, okay, who are you? I said, oh, I'm, I'm Damien, mate. He's like, okay, why are you talking to my 16-year-old daughter? And I'm like, oh, I didn't know she was 16. He's like, well, what, you can't spot a 16-year-old? I'm like, no, <laughs> I, I, I can't. She's just here in a bikini. He's like, what, you're checking out my 16-year-old in a bikini? I'm like, I, well, he's like, and, and the man, and like, I'm, just, I'm like, what the hell do I do here? And the guy, he just sort of looks around and goes, hey, everyone. This man here, this adult man, is trying to sleep with my 16-year-old daughter here on the beach. Everyone look at him. <laughs> oh, brother. I don't think I've ever been so embarrassed in my whole life. Like, that is a really defining moment. This guy was angry, too. He wasn't joking. He wasn't smiling. He was serious. And... um that was the worst thing because Australian beaches are big. So I, had, I stood up and I'm kind of slinking off. And as I'm, I mean, it's like a 10 minute walk to off the beach. So like everyone's watching me do this really long walk of shame. I'm like, Jesus. And so, yeah, ever since then, I've been a little bit more cautious about beach approaches. Um, I, one of the first things I've always asked now is how old they are. You really can't tell when they're in a bikini. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, um, remember that note for if you ever do beach approaches. My fifth biggest rejection is another one that I laugh about a lot. Uh, I was um, with a bunch of friends. So by this point, I had a bunch of really great friends. And we were all single. And we, we not only were we going out and having fun talking to women. I mean, talking to women, being successful. We had fun. I mean, a lot of fun. Really, our whole goals when we go, would go out at nights was to have fun. And if we picked up women along the way, that was a bonus. 
but we had we 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 were always super successful and always as a group like we could go out alone and be okay but as a group we were unstoppable so anywho we i had a friend who was uh displaying an event at sexpo the sexpo event in sydney and the after party was going on at a club hugo's hugo's was a, it was a club in sydney in, in king's cross and it was there the after party was there and so we're like, you know what, let's go to the to the after party because there are a lot of hot women at the booths displaying at Sexpo. They're all going to the after party. We've got invites to the after party. This is going to be epic. High five. So we go to this after party and generally it's relatively lame because everyone from their little stalls is kind of hanging out together in groups. It's not quite the party we hoped it would be. And then we hear we hear some girls kind of doing cat calls and we turn around and there, standing on two of the tables, are two girls, scantily clad. Um, I mean, they're dressed regular clothes, but they're just really sexy. On the tables, like, doing the whole, like, sexy dancing thing on the tables. And my friends and I were looking at each other, we're like, they're the strippers from Sexpo. They're strippers from Sexpo. And, you know, we're watching this happen. And you know when there's, like, an event with attractive women, and you can see all the other guys looking, and the guys are planning out in their heads, how are we going to talk to these women? How are we going to get in there? And we realize that we have this moment of opportunity where we can be the first to get in and we can make it fun and we can make it not creepy and not sleazy. So we go in, guns blazing, we're having fun, we're joking with the girls, we're like giving them a lot of banter, a lot of shit, like having fun with them and and it's going so well, right? So we reach this point where um, my my one of my friends is sitting on a, on a, on a, on a bench with a girl in his lap I'm sitting on a table with two girls, like, leaning in, touching me as they talk to me, like, explos- like purposely, like, lowering, exposing cleavage, like, being super flirtatious. I've got another friend up here with a stripper, like, treating him like a stripper pole, showing him how certain moves work. I mean, it is all on. We are all in. Having so much fun. I'm talking to these two girls, and, and I'm like, so what, you know, I, I'm like, so, you know, do... You guys are from Melbourne, because they were shipped in from Melbourne. Did they at least give you a nice hotel to give you, like, a shitty, like, Formula One? And the girls are like, no, 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 it's a really beautiful hotel. It's so epic. I'm like, oh, please, you're lying. Just trying to impress me. You don't have to impress me. Like, no, 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 it's really awesome. Like, prove it, right? My whole thing, trying to get them to, like, show me where it is and take me and show me the room. And they're like, no, no, no. Okay, we are going to show you, like, we don't want to leave yet. We'll show you. You come and check it out. It's the most awesome room. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Anyway, I at this round about this moment, there's uh, uh, um, I find something to tease these girls about, and I and I turn around to to tease them in front of my friend, right? So I turn around to say this teasing. I'm sitting on the, a table because there's not enough chairs, and it's a low slung table, so it's easy to sit down on. It's a solid. And I turn around. As I turn around, I knock over two glasses on the floor. And as I do that, I'm like, oh shit! And I turn around to avoid it, and I knock five glasses off the table. Right? Now there's fucking liquid everywhere, all over the girls, all over the floor. And, and, and I'm like, oh no. And as this happens, literally every girl who's, who's, who's flirting with us sits back, steps back, like disengages from every single one of us. The owner of the club comes over and goes, I think you guys had better leave. And I'm like, we don't even drink. Is like, yeah, no, that's not what it looks like. I'm like, well, seriously, we don't even drink. I haven't touched alcohol in years. He's like, sorry, mate, you're going to have to leave. And um, yeah, we like the girls rejected us. They wouldn't help us out and explain that we weren't drunk. Uh, we got sent out of the club. And to this day, my friends won't let me live that, live that moment down. <clears throat> the moment that I destroyed everyone's chances 
at hooking up with a gorgeous stripper. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all my friends. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chip. I'm sorry, Andrew. I'm sorry, guys, to this day. But it was that was my fifth big rejection. My last big rejection that I want to share with you guys is another story that I can still thankfully laugh about to this day. It's another story that occurred down at the beach. I was at the beach and I saw these two really attractive girls and I walked up and I approached them and guess what I said to them? Hey guys, how's your day going? How old are you, by the way? <laughs> and they, they told me their ages and they were like, uh, how old were they? Uh, in the early 20s. And I'm like, great. Uh, and I left my towel with them, went for a swim, came back, had a whole conversation. So the conversation's going really well. The girls are super receptive. They're crazy friendly. Uh, they seem a little uh, nice, uh, a little too sweet, a little, you know, there's this thing that, that, I don't know, like they didn't have a lot of experience, but they were seemed to be flirting a lot. I'm like, this is really good. And then at a certain point, they said to me, look, we're going to go back to our place for lunch. Um, you want to come back with us? I'm like, inside of my head, I'm like, oh, these two really hot girls are asking me back into their house for lunch. This is really awesome. So we go back to their place. I'm flirting. They're flirting. They're receptive. We go into the house. They're making some food. We, we eat together. We're laughing. And the girls are like, have, have had a couple of glasses of wine. And they're like, you know, we, we like you. We, we, we really like you. I'm like, yes. They said, we want to share something with you. Right? Something we've wanted to do for a while. I'm like, cool. I like the sound of this, right? And they both walk out of the room in this sort of like happy and in a good mood. I'm like, oh, thank you, God. Thank you. All this hard work on Bone to Attract Women. It's paying off so well. Anyway, these girls come back and they've got this box with them. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what is in this box, you saucy vinxes? And these girls open up the box and inside, three Bibles. <laughs> they want to share the word of God with me. Oh man, I didn't know how to get out of that situation. But I did eventually get out of that situation. And that, that has been one of my more embarrassing stories, uh, just because it's just, it's fun. And I, you know, I guess what I want you guys to see is that you will always get things going wrong. You'll always get rejection, even as a skilled guy, because I know once I started working this stuff, I've shared the more funny stories, but I was still told to get bent and go F myself and to F off. And I've, I've had mean rejections, but once I started working on my success with women, I stopped worrying so much about those. They didn't have much of an impact, so they didn't really warrant being told in one of these videos. But I just wanted to get across that, yeah, I get rejected plenty. It happens a lot. It happens to everyone. No one avoids those you just stop caring so much and you tend to only remember the ones that have an epic story to go along with them like the last three that i told you if you guys uh, have enjoyed these stories I, I highly recommend you check out my online dating personality test and basically what i do in this is i look at your personality right your personality as a man and how that's going to impact your dating life what are your skills what are your weaknesses what do you need to be aware of what, you know, what do you need to portray to women to make them more excited about you? And what do you need to learn to, to work on more? Because they're, they're, they're going to be holding you back. Understanding who I was deeply as a man helped me a lot in my journey. As I said, this dating personality test is absolutely free. It's going to look at 16 different parts of your personality. And yeah, I highly recommend you check it out by clicking the link up here or down in the comments below. That's it, and thank you for watching today's podcast. 
As a high five for taking the time to learn today, you can head over to schoolofattraction.com forward slash personality test to complete our scientifically backed attraction personality test, which will help you uncover the areas you most need to work on based on your personality assessment. Take care and I look forward to bringing you my next podcast.